you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to a very special Mash Those Buttons presentation of WoW Talk and Watchpoint Radio uh, and also maybe a little bit of the Torn and the Goblin. Um, we're here to talk about BlizzCon 2018. Uh, the uh, convention is over. Today is Sunday, November 4th, 2018. Uh, things were announced. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. There, there was much booing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been it's been a fun Fun uh, 48 hours for the Blizzard community, and, and that's that's what we're going to get into. Um, so let me go ahead and introduce our panel here, uh, mostly from WoW Talk, but we do have, uh, let's start with the let's, the the special guest, Jarrett from Watchpoint Radio. Woo! How about that BlizzCon? Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm lying to myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for people who maybe have uh, problems listening to audio, he was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh also from uh wow talk we have ray lou hey and eric knutson hey guys and chris harv greer <laughs> hello and did i introduce myself i'm nick i don't know if i did but, uh, you're so prepared yeah. like, i know i'm a little bit I'm, I'm, throw, I'm, I'm throwing off my game i'm throwing off my game here um because uh well, you know, we did we 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 all did a uh, our pre BlizzCon special about a week ago, and I was very down on the prospects of BlizzCon. And it's nothing against Blizzard, nothing against Blizzard. I think the problem that we saw manifest itself this year is that when you have multiple projects in development, they're not all ready to hit at the same time. And this was one of those years where it's just like everything's cooking, but none of the food is ready for the guests that you have coming over. And the guests came and they were like, Blizzard, give us our food. And <laughs> Blizzard was like, you have phones, don't you? You can call for delivery. <laughs> and yeah, people, um, people did not like that. So, you know, not to be too down on the convention because there were some good parts. And uh, I'll talk to Bob. I did an interview with Bob from uh, Watchpoint Radio, uh, which uh, will be in this later. Um, where he talks about that he enjoyed the convention. So that's like the people who were there. And I think if you looked past the announcements part of it, which I think is also something that we had said last week that, uh, you know, like the like BlizzCon is more than just the announcements. It's an event for the community. It's an event for esports. Those parts of BlizzCon lived up to the hype. Like the community showed up, they, they got together and they enjoyed themselves. They had a great time. The esports stuff I heard was great. I didn't really follow that. But I heard that was great. And I think even the non-announcement panels, uh, I'll talk a little bit about some of them, but I enjoyed the non-announcement panels. But the announcements that they they, they came to play with um, were a bit underwhelming. Um, and I guess let's just get the the elephant, or I should say like the demon in the room out of the way. Um, Diablo Immortal. Yeah. That's a thing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
Harv, what are what are your thoughts on uh, Diablo Immortal there? Okay, the problem is, yeah, they came out with the pre thing. You're like, don't get your hopes up too much. So obviously people were like, oh, that means they have something really good, right? And then they all they had was the mobile game. And you're in a room with an entire community you built off of the PC platform, right? So everybody's like, yeah, PC support. We have to have something for PC. And then all you say is, oh, but you all have phones, don't you? And they're like, but we spent $2,000 on this computer. Screw my phone. (laughs) You put the changes we've been requesting for the PC game in the phone game, and now we're not getting anything for the PC. We're not even getting getting a teaser. And I think that's where the crowd was like, no, no thanks. Does anybody like the idea of a Diablo mobile game? Because I think we did predict that. I think it was thrown out at least as some something that could happen. I don't not like it. It's just when the community has an ex- ex- expectation, I guess. Okay, Diablo is a PC game, right? And then it's fine if you come out with stuff for the Switch and consoles, and I guess mobile, but you have to give us something for PC too, right? And they just had nothing. I don't know. Anyone else have any thoughts on uh, Diablo? I, I just find I find it hard to play like hack and slash games on the phone. Like if I'm playing games on my phone, it's always like stupid little time management things or like puzzle games That's or the WoW apps when I'm like doing stuff. You have a PC to play games on. Like you actually have <laughs> various platforms to play real. Oh, fuck it, yeah, to play real games on. I'm going there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Race, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Nah. It's not the time. Uh, it's not the time for me to be peaceful, Jaws. Chaos, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Like, no. You, you, it's because, you know, it's the same thing. Like, with, you know, as soon as I heard it was a, a mobile game, I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to get it because when I'm out at different places, I am not on my phone enough to engage myself into a game like that, you know? Like, exactly. mobile games are good for, like, a good five minutes, meh, maybe ten minutes if you're, like, in a doctor's office or some shit like that. But, like, you know, you can't immerse yourself in a mobile game like that, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, some people can, but I'm like, okay, well, weirdos. But still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, the, the Diablo fans want to immerse themselves in the world of Diablo. And they're not going to do that on a cell phone screen. It's just not going to happen. I mean, let's be clear. Um, this game is not for Diablo fans. If you wanted to make a game for Diablo fans, you put it on PC. Why would you? And it, it's not like this is just like some, I guess technically speaking, it is a side story, but it's supposed to be a connecting story between you know, Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. That's a pretty interesting piece of lore that Diablo fans would love to have on PC while they're waiting for Diablo 4 to come out. You know, that could have entertained them. It's like, this is how I think Kingdom Hearts fans uh, felt with that Kingdom Hearts X-Cross thing that they did, because that has, like, important Kingdom Hearts story, but nobody wants to play that shit, (laughs) you know? But yeah, like... To be fair, though, can anybody understand the Kingdom Hearts story? Yeah, it's not that bad if you play everything. It's, it's, it's not Metal Gear levels of understanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not Metal Gear levels of understanding. But yeah, I mean, they really, <clears throat> they really should have had something for the PC Diablo community uh, instead of just having some nondescript 
we don't know when it's going to be ready. It's going to be ready when it's ready. Diablo four kind of uh, of statement, you know, like it's that was it was just a bad move on their part. And that whole, you know, you have a phone, don't you? That's right up there with Xbox or Microsoft saying, well, if you want to not have to have your games check in or whatever, we have a system for that. That's the Xbox 360. It's right up there. Well, here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that quote up because. Somebody on Reddit compared that quote to JLN Brax. You think you do, but you don't with respect to classic. And since that time, we have seen Blizzard and in particular JLN Brack make the announcement like walking that back. And so I have to assume that they saw when they said, because at the one uh, Q&A when the guy asked, like, you know, will this be coming out on PC? And, and I think that's when he, they got the response and they got booed. It got outright booed when they said, no, it's not coming out on PC. That... <laughs> I have to think that they like it can't be that hard to like get that running on PC. It may be a crap Diablo game on PC because they're gonna have to rework the control system and stuff. But like, I, I like if they if they because like Hearthstone like that to me is is what like was the genesis of all this that they saw Hearthstone was a big success on mobile and like we need to get more into the mobile space. We can do that. We have other IP. You know, we can get that out there. And like I understand that part of it. But like Hearthstone went from PC to mobile, I have to imagine that they're going to backport this to the PC somehow. I mean, they might, but they're, the thing is, that if that's the case, I think internally for them, that's like wasted money at that point. Because if they would have just de- developed this for PC in the first place, they could have used the engine that they already had for Diablo 3, which would have you know cost less money than redeveloping the game. And also the fact that they had to redevelop the controls. They made a special point to talk about that shit. <laughs> but, but the problem is, though, they, they didn't want to do Diablo 2.5 for the PC. They wanted to do a specifically mobile game, like separate, because if they're going to do a PC game for Diablo, they'll, that's Diablo 4. That is what is intended to fill that space. Now, if they're seeing that there's a need here, and I guess the real question, too, is how long is it? I guess the question is, it's, too, it's twofold. How long would it take to backport this? Because we don't even know when this game's coming out. So, I mean, it could very well be that this game winds up coming out alongside Diablo 4. I doubt that, but we don't, we have no information about that. But if they want to, like, like you know, it depends on how easy, easy is it to backport and two, like, when is Diablo 4 coming? Because in a way, throwing this out there as a way to like, you know, like throwing a bone to like Diablo fans, like here it is, it's on PC, now shut up. But then like a year later, six months later, Diablo 4 comes out. If it's like, I would have to think it has to come out at least two years before Diablo four. If there's any chance of the two of them coming out within two years, then I don't think you need to put this on PC. Anything, Cause then at that point, the Diablo four hype can carry the PC market. I mean, this game was in the pipeline for mobile, right? Anything else they do to this game to make like, you know, if they decide to, okay, let's backport the PC. Now you're actually just probably slowing down Diablo four development. Just let it go. It's a loss already. Just let it go. Let them make Diablo four. And, uh, you know, don't buy the mobile game. Don't spend money on the mobile game. Talk with your wallet. That's really the only language, you know, that these companies understand. Speak with your wallet. And, you know, that that, that way they'll know for sure, oh, I guess it really didn't work. Um, I'm just surprised, though. I'm, I'm a little surprised that they didn't just kind of hand this off to NetEase or use King. I think King is the... Uh, I think they is, did use NetEase. I they, think they, did, they co-developed it with NetEase. But I mean, I completely just hand this shit off to NetEase. Um, and I think King is the the, uh, the company that Activision bought to handle mobile games. Mm-hmm. like they, Yeah. Because I thought they would have learned from Overwatch League that you let people who are good at what they're doing do it. 
right? <laughs> Overwatch League is what it is because they basically took it, it, Overwatch League. The people who run that are basically it's basically MLG. It's a model that MLG had before um, that didn't work out that great. But once they focused it on one game instead of many, it worked out really, really well. You know, Overwatch League is probably the most successful of their esports ventures. You know, and that's because they let somebody who knew what they were doing handle it. But go ahead. Well, let me just say though that NetEase, at least based on the comments I've seen on Reddit, so I mean, consider the source. But NetEase has a very bad reputation as far as mobile games go. Which I, I'm thinking the whole reason they went with that is because they want to push this into China. I think that's really where they're looking to actually market this game. Is NetEase Chinese? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Did, oh, did you see the, the three Chinese dudes I forgot, on stage? I, I forgot about that when they brought them in. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, because in order to sell in China, you have to partner with the Chinese company. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. No, um, that, that makes sense. So then hook up with King, let them develop your Diablo game along with NetEase for partnership, and then you can get into China because that's probably exactly what they want. This game might actually do pretty well in China. Because they, they do everything on mobile phone, man. Last time I was there was just a few months ago, everything was done via mobile phone. You pay for your McDonald's with your mobile phone. You fucking pay for your cab with your mobile phone. They do everything with mobile. Oh. So, Eric, will you be paying for Diablo Immortal with your mobile phone? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was fine enough when we played it. I played it a little on PC, and then we also had it for it was like Xbox or whatever, but uh no i try not to spend that much time on my phone and games on my phone can only hold my attention for five minutes at a time either way so like like what jared was saying we're like you're gonna it's an immersive game that you want to play for a long time if for me to have that much time to play it i'm gonna be at home and if i'm at home i got plenty of other venues i'd rather play video games on than my phone so no but is isn't this a little bit though like like talking about like oh hey like they put diablo on your game boy like oh no i take my game boy with me when i go out and like <laughs> yeah. the game boy has had plenty of immersive you know rpg experiences over the years game boy's and, like, like a game boy's like a little kid system though you know they're riding in the minivan for two hours and they have time to play it <laughs> but i think probably most people play their like mobile consoles like game like let's look, the nintendo shit okay we're just gonna say because we're not gonna talk about the game gear or the links or anything like that all the, nin- the mobile nintendo <laughs> the vita around your neck yeah you know even though the vita it was good but i'm the wrong podcast for that <laughs> but still <laughs> um a lot of people play those games at home you know not just when they're out they play like you know they're in front of their tv with their ds or was still the 3ds now or now they're switch you know like they're you know, in front of the TV, they're home, so they're most immersive games. They still play at home. I'm not going to play a mobile game on my mobile phone. It just does, like it just doesn't feel great, you know. No, but, uh, at home, I should the, say. Isn't, sorry. isn't the problem though that we're like we're classifying this as a mobile game because te- I mean technically it is because it's on your phone, but like any game that is on your phone by definition is a mobile game because that's just the nature of the platform. So it's like, if this is a valid Diablo experience, which they're saying it is, it's a full-fledged Diablo experience. Like it, this is like, if this is something of that quality that just happens to be on your phone, which you can play at home. Why is that so like incomprehensible and terrible? Because it's a touch screen and nobody likes playing games on fucking touch screens. <laughs> People like buttons. Sony was right when they made that commercial. People like pressing 
buttons. <laughs> Look like at to that. mash <laughs> those buttons. Yeah. They do mash his buttons. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. It's, it's, hard, like, it's the hard feed, up his keyboard. You know, the feedback aspect of it really helps. Like, I definitely pressed that button. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I did the thing versus me fat fingering something on a touch screen because the calibration isn't 100% correct, you know. So if they put out a controller adapter for your phone, does that solve the issue? That must mean you really love Diablo to hook that shit up to your phone. Like, yeah. That's what that means. Like, you really fucking love Diablo. I mean, if, if I'm getting to the point, right, where I'm, like, hooking up a Bluetooth controller to my phone and then hooking up my phone to my TV via some type of HDMI cable, <laughs> just put it on the fucking console at that point. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> See, everything he just said, I've thought of, like, within the first five minutes after the announcement. I'm like, oh, get a Bluetooth <laughs> controller, right? Yeah, like... It's just like you you would have to be like you have to be like really loving Diablo for that. You know, like that you have to be such a Diablo fanboy, fangirl to do that shit. And at that point they could have just put it on a console. You know? Yep. Made it like a downloadable title. You know? Well why not what what I, I have to think, I have to think, as I said, that the reaction was so strong that they have to be considering putting this somewhere else. But get barring development schedules. So I we'll think see. they just I think they're just going to stick to the plan cuz anything if they go off now, right? If they go off and try to do something else with the development pipeline, it's going to slow down Diablo 4. If this does make it to PC, yeah, this comes out after Diablo people, 4. Cuz here's the thing, the other thing that's important as I said about earlier about referencing the Jalen Brack quote is that Jalen Brack's the guy in charge now. And so, you know, he's going to be looking at this and he's going to be filtering like Wyatt Chang's experience, you know, poor, poor Wyatt who got sent out there, you know, fed to the dogs, as it were, that, you know, he's going to be looking through that experience and filtering it through his own perspective of, you know, telling them like, no, you don't want classic. Wow. OK, maybe you do. OK, let's do this project. Then. But here's the thing about classic. Wow. He still might be right. <laughs> like when people play classic yeah, well, wow they well, might I, be I, like oh i didn't want this <laughs> well, well, we, we, well we we can get to that because people have played classic wow <laughs> so we'll get to that but at the same time though he was you know at the very like people were saying one of the things is like oh they'll never do classic wow they're not going to take the resources that they could be using to develop the live game and put them on that side project. And they did anyway. And it didn't slow down the pipeline. It didn't slow down the project itself. But WoW is a different beast. WoW is their bread and butter. They make ooh unbelievable gobs of money. Scrooge McDuck money from fucking WoW. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But the whole point of this, and I think that's the huge piece also that's missing, is that we don't know the monetization for this. One of the concerns about NetEase is that they monetize the hell out of the games that they have in China, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you gotta buy potions to keep going and all that stuff, and we don't know how that's gonna work here. Because, I mean, if if fundamentally, if this is a, let's you know, let's say it's a $60 game, right? Like, Full price for a PC game, you know, and that comes with a controller that you can connect via Bluetooth to your phone and a cable to hook or whatever you need to hook your phone up to your PC. So you can get that or get, hook your phone up to your TV so you can get that experience and you get that full retail Diablo experience for $60 and there's no further monetization. Like, is that acceptable or like, because I think the big problem, the big concern people have is that no, no, no. Like, yeah, okay, the touchscreen and the interface and all, that's a problem too. But the bigger concern is with mobile games, there's always some kind of add-on monetization where I'm buying something to keep going. I'm buying something to keep going. And we don't know, like, 
presumably they're going to do that, but we don't know that they're going to do that. And that is because that's just an unknown. It's a major concern to people. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 did they say what the price of the game was going to be? Like, did they say? No, they no say, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing numbers out here just off the top. Well, first of, my of all, head. in China, it's going to be free to play. There's no way they're going to charge for the game in China. It's going to be free to play. Um, I'm actually surprised. I mean, they would have made more sense if they would have made this specifically for China. To be honest with you, I mean, like, it's not the first time Activision's done that. I mean, Call of Duty Online, I'm pretty sure, is China only. <laughs> what, if, yeah. what, if, what if Blizzard does that? What if they turn around <laughs> and they say, like, based on the reaction to BlizzCon, we are only going to release this game in China? <laughs> hey, man, like, that's that's what it is. Because, like, in, in the U.S., the game is, I, I just don't see it being very successful, you know? But, like, I, I mean, I could totally see them, I don't know, making your leveling grind harder than it needs to be until you purchase a booster pack or some shit like that. Like, it's just gonna... I mean, you would think they would learn because Diablo 3 came out. I think it's still the third best-selling PC game of all time, but immediately got shat on for, one, the connection issues to begin with, and two, that... What was it? The uh, the auction house? Yeah, the real money auction house. Yeah, the real money auction house. Like, you would have think they learned, and now Diablo, here we go. Diablo is just the the, the punching bag. They like, Let's test this shit out. Let's see how much we can squeeze out of them. Poor Diablo fans. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Okay, let's assume, let's, 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 you know, assume that next year, two years from now, BlizzCon, they announce Diablo 4. At that point, the game comes out, nobody plays the game. Does anybody care? Does this just become like an arbitrary footnote in history? Let, you know, regardless of its success in China, let's assume it's majorly successful in China, but like nobody in the U.S. cares about this game. Like, does is does this affect Diablo Four when it eventually comes? No. Are, are people just gonna be like, "This is what we were waiting for"? Finally, forget your mobile game. Take my phone. I'm sitting on my PC. Go away. No, it's it's because this is a Blizzard game, not a dice game, and you know, Blizzard fans they will be mad, but they'll just buy the next game anyway as long as it, it, it works for them. If this was like a dice game, the game would be dead because dice can, dice fans will cut their nose off despite their face. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I appreciate how hardcore those guys are sometimes. <laughs> but no, Blizzard fans, no. Blizzard fans will not do that. Like, they'll just, they'll be upset about it. They may make some jokes about it at BlizzCon, but at the end of the day, when the day comes for it to drop, they're going to hit that purchase button. So I got another idea. What if, um, so they're going to probably do pretty well in China with this game. But what if it actually does well? Because if you think about it, like the kids that are in their teens right now, they play a lot of mobile games. Like isn't Fortnite on mobile? And that's like pretty big. And that's like a little kid's game, It was big game, before right? it got on mobile, but yeah. mobile definitely didn't it's still hurt still going. Like, uh, yeah, that- I mean, you think about like kids that still live at home with their parents and they have bedtime. And then they can't play on their PC or they can't play on the TV, but they can close the room to their door and they can play while laying in bed. Wait, on their I gotta, phone, I gotta right? make sure my I kid's not see, playing anything. First of all, I, I just don't see it happening. Like Diablo is just not a kid game, not just yeah, because of the content, right. but because there's no dances, there's no memes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how are we gonna keep the little fuckers entertained? That's true. <laughs> yeah, they they get all the dances for ninety nine cents a piece because it's on mobile, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can, you know, I, I don't think that that necessarily, like, I, I think it's a bit brazen to assume like kids need dances and memes to be entertained. I think if it's a good game on mobile that the kids who don't have that stigma of saying like, no, 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 Diablo PC, Nick. no phone, that 
if they can, you know, if they're willing to go in there and they see like, hey, this is a good game. Holy cow, you don't need dances for a game to be good. You don't need memes <laughs> for a game. You, a game itself so disappointed. That. It might right wake now. them up. And then, you know, what? it brings all those kids. It brings them in into the PC generation. And that is how we replenish everybody. And then they get into <laughs> WoW. They get in Overwatch. They get in all that stuff. And then they're like, hey, this is amazing. All because I finally put my phone down. Thank you, Diablo. And then Blizzard is praised as saving the PC industry in like 15 years. <laughs> Games industry, public defender, back and forth effect yeah <laughs> sounds so old nick yeah kids are not yeah. going to react like that yeah he just took my my sarcastic comment completely slam dunked it He's closed, <laughs> <your honor. laughs> but no i mean uh, yeah I, I it's more about the content right diablo just doesn't it uh, like you know i don't i really don't see kids at school huddling together talking about what happened on diablo that's true you know the other night i just don't see it happening um another reason i don't see it picking up in the u.s is because you know diablo is a big pc game it's not like just a big name game in general like you put mario on mobile even though it's not mario it's really jumpy fish or whatever the name of that fucking game was but um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they did put mario on mobile and didn't it bomb that mario run or whatever i mean that that wasn't a good game from what i understand but that's the thing at least like a game like that at least people know what mario is you see diablo what like you know you thinking about what you had at like you know fucking um el charo's the other night like he does it like you know you're not really thinking about a game you know but like when like this like the people they would expect in the u.s to buy this would be diablo fans uh and there's not going to be a hardcore mode in this game i mean maybe they'll add it to it uh to try to draw actual diablo fans but they already said they don't see this game getting a hardcore mode because it doesn't really fit the mobile platform. Well, no shit. It doesn't fit the mobile platform because you can't react because it doesn't have buttons. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I thought about with this though, is that like this felt a lot like, and I will admit I wasn't around at the time, but this felt a lot like getting Ruby sanctum instead of cataclysm. (laughs) And so, yeah, I see, I see Harvard, everybody <laughs> nodding. So, like, if you guys can talk a little bit about that, I feel like they should have mentioned that maybe. Like, we we, we understand, like, you know, like, because like, I feel like Blizzard had to know this reaction was coming. Like, they, yeah. even though they said, because they, they put out that memo that said, like, we know, you know, like, don't expect Diablo 4. Like, they basically said that as best they could without actually saying that. But even then, like, people... Like, like Harv pointed out, like people thought like, oh, they're saying this because they want us to be really surprised for Diablo 4. Or people didn't see the memo, you know, and, and so like Diablo 4 was trending ahead of BlizzCon on Twitter, which I'm like, that's not a good sign. That is not a good <laughs> sign. <laughs> like, unless it's coming, that is not a good sign. So like, I don't know, for you guys who like were, were there to see Ruby Sanctum when, when that came out, like, I mean, that was something, but like you guys were still like come on, get us to the next expansion already. Like, enough of this crap, right? Uh, yeah. Like, my guild, we had already ki- cleared Sunwell and all that, and we were just kind of hanging out, and then Ruby Sanctum comes out, and we went and we did it two times. And we were like, yeah, this is this is stupid. But it's mind. not the same Wait. thing, because no, Ruby Sanctum came out and wow. It's like if they delivered a piece of WoW on the mobile phone. That's that's what that would be like. It's it's. I know it's not the same thing. It's an analogy. This is as close to a comparison as I could come up with. But it's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's much worse. I'm sorry. I think I interrupted Eric. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Carve, you meant, you said uh, Sunwell. You meant Ice Crown, right? 
because that was Sunwell was BC. Oh, yeah, was, uh, you're right. Lich King. Yeah, because okay. we were in a similar position where uh, we had been clearing Lich King. Like the ICC was an amazing raid, and we cleared that. We were like clearing that every week, and then Ruby Sanctum came out, and I think we kind of half-assed, went through it a couple of times, but the gear drops weren't even better. Uh, maybe five eye levels, and it was just like it threw was this not in worth here. the effort. No, it was like got in there. And we're like we're already fully geared from clearing ICC over and over again. We don't need anything from here. What the hell is this even doing? So we like went through it a couple of times, and then it was just basically to go play alts and do ICC anyway. Yeah, that's what we did. Wait, <laughs> is that when we did that though? Because I think Ruby Sanctum, I think uh, Reciprocity was still around because I think we were trying to help them, weren't we? Mm, they had already kind of fizzled, and we had absorbed some of their players. Yeah. By then, because remember, yeah, when they had that falling out it was with the uh, Putricide. On when that was on, yeah. when that was progression, that was the middle of ICC. That wasn't our fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh. So, so this, so I guess the one final question I have about the whole Diablo thing before we move on to other games, um, is the community reaction warranted? And I mean, I'm not saying like the disappointment isn't warranted because. I'll even admit, like, I, as somebody who was expecting the Diablo mobile game, like, this felt a lot like, this felt a lot like finding out, like, your friend broke up with his girlfriend, like, he's been talking about for a while, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll do that. And then, like, he went and actually did it, and you're like, wait, he actually did that? Like, that was a stupid thing. Why did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, we had the the, uh, the the new red shirt guy at the one Diablo Q&A who asked them, like, is this a, an April Fool's joke? And I mean, they got booed and the booing, I think, is like you want to show your displeasure with something. And I think that's a little bit more acceptable. The out of season April Fool's joke, though, that to, like he's like a hero on Reddit. And to me, like he's a jackass. Like that was a step too far. I, I think there is a way to get up there and ask that question and be like, how, like, how do you respond to the community's concerns about this game, not living up to the PC expectations? Like that is a valid way to ask that. That still gets you your, you have a phone, don't you like that? <laughs> you know, like, like that, that can, can, you know, that engages the developers without antagonizing them. And like, I, th I think that, I mean, Clearly, Blizzard wasn't screening the questions because that got through. But I don't. Know, I, I think well, that that guy was rude. I think the community no went way like he's put a, a that question far. down on a piece of paper. That wasn't yeah. the question that he had on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> that, there's yeah. no way that he had that on there. And the thing about it, even if he would have asked the question that you had, Nick, if the developers were given real answers, I would say okay, that that's fine. But the answer they were giving to everybody who was voicing concern about, it, like there was somebody who asked, how did, does this project affect the development of your other Diablo-related projects? Because they did say they're working on multiple Diablo projects. And the answer that he got back was, uh, well, we're just really happy to get this out. We're really proud of this, and we're really excited for this. And then that was the response that kept happening over and over again for the questions that were like con like community concern. So for him to get up there and you know just put that out there, I'm like, good for him. <laughs> oh wait, wait, is Wyatt Cheng though? Is he the lead designer for all of Diablo, or is he just the lead designer for this specific game? Because like if he's being asked about how does this affect the Diablo Four, you know, project. 
Like he's not gonna know. Like I mean, it's ostensibly it shouldn't because it's a separate project. Well, they should have pipe. somebody up there that is knows what's going on with the other projects, right? He. Sh- well, the thing is, he would still know because he would know if people from this project were pulled off of Main Diablo, you know, to help with the development of that. The way we're gonna keep talking about the you know Blizzard games because obviously BlizzCon, but the way they handled the information flow this year. It's almost like they haven't been in the games industry for the last like 20 something years, you know, (laughs) like like that's what it feels like, because, you know, that people are going to lose their shit when they hear that this is a mobile game. You know, that's going to happen. Everybody knew that was going to happen and they should have been prepared for it. But one of the things they could to help soften the blow was give some type of information on Diablo 4. A screenshot, a character they don't, model. They don't want to though because it took. They announced what is it, Diablo three in two thousand eight, and then it didn't come till two thousand twelve. And they said that was too long. It was it was in the it was publicly announced in development for too long, and they don't want to repeat that mistake. So they're making all different mistakes now. Which is good. <laughs> That's learning. But you can you can come out and be like, hey guys, we can't say anything. But we're working on Diablo they 4, did. right? That was the memo. That was the blue post. They 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 said that as best but they, they still could. Need, you still need to say that on stage, right? You know, you can't you can't just let it hang. And then I don't if, if you're working I, I on Diablo you, 2 I don't remastered, think... be like, hey, we're working on that. It's gonna be a while, but it's coming. If this was pre E three, Nick, and I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Pre E three, Nick, I probably would agree with you. But let's not forget that Bethesda, while announcing an Elder Scrolls mobile game and new people weren't going to be too thrilled with that, all they did was show a range of mountains for the next real Elder Scrolls um, game. And people were like, okay. I'm, <laughs> like, not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying like it's easy to understand why Blizzard's not doing this because they don't want to have four years between the announcement and when the game comes out. Well, and and to should- me, that says that we are... At, we're more than two years away from Diablo four because we could be four years. We could be six years. I I'm and honestly, I'm thinking 2024. I think it's, it's going to be, it was what? 12 years from two to three. I think it's going to be 12 years from three to four. That's a great way to kill that series. Oh, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's not beneficial, but Hey, maybe, but you see, but if it's that far away, backporting this to PC makes a lot more sense. Now, if they're ready to announce Diablo four next year, maybe 2020, then I think they, they, they have to start thinking about how they want to react. Mm. So they've got, they've, they've got some time to play with, but I think, I think we've talked enough about Diablo, given that we don't have a Diablo <laughs> podcast. <laughs> given that nobody's like, nobody on here has actually said they're going to play this game. We talked way too much. About yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it's a free to play game, I'll download it and try it. I'm not going to go spend, you said $60. I will never spend $60 yeah, no, on a mobile game. I, I, I would not expect uh, if, if it's, $60, but there's no microtransactions. If it's, if it's a free-to-play game, there's going to be some sort of monetization on the back end, and most likely, that's what we'll see because it's a mobile game. <laughs> but moving on, moving on. Um, real quickly, let's do, I guess, Hearthstone. We'll go backwards through the panel since Hearthstone had that awesome uh, that awesome uh, mic problem where they got pushed back <laughs> and then they had, they sent him over to the uh, the main stage. Uh, they announced the uh, Rastakhan's Rumble expansion a um, bunch of new cards a uh, new single player mode no tournament mode 
Um, I haven't been on the Hearthstone Reddit that much, um, but I, basically this was what everybody said. Like, this is what we expect. We're not going to get any major announcements and that's going to be boring. Uh, they did not do a Hearthstone Q&A this year, which I think was telling that they were like, we don't want to answer questions like, why is there no tournament mode? Um, and the other interesting thing, too, is that I still don't know who specifically is the lead game designer, because I feel like that's the problem is that whoever's cur- whoever took over for Broad is, is shifting the direction of the game and the time, you know, and they weren't ready to announce anything major. So. Uh, they announced their expansion. It looks pretty cool. Got a lot, of, a lot of troll themes going on there. My only concern is that they announced Rastakhan's getting like his own expansion in, in Hearthstone, and we know he's going to die in the next patch in WoW. So, <laughs> 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 so again, I feel like maybe the teams aren't talking as well. Um, but yeah, so Hearthstone looking, I guess, still disappointing, but not not nearly as terrible as Diablo. It's Wait, just does Hearthstone Heaven for all the characters that aren't around anymore? Well, it might be. It might. Well, no, I think that's uh, that's Heroes of the Storm because like that's where Varian went after he died at the Broken Shore. But uh, let's move on. What was the one before that? I think Overwatch was the one before Hearthstone, right? No, <laughs> next game. No, you sh- next game. Next game. All next right. Game. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so let's. I think WoW. Then we'll, let's get to WoW. Then finally. So. A lot of stuff. We got patch 8.2 content. We got a little bit about 8.25. Uh, we got Nazjatar. We got uh, we got the the Mega Dungeon uh, Mechagon. We got that cinematic out of nowhere. That was cool. Like, are you guys hyped for what what's coming? Do you feel that they addressed a lot of your concerns about the current state of the game going forward? No, because anything <laughs> I was concerned about, they've already told us, right? It was like the Ian's Q and A a couple weeks ago explained all the stuff that I was really concerned about. How how are we feeling about the story at least moving forward? That that seems like it's good. I mean, the story's been fine. I mean, enough of the fucking pirates, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, the story's been pretty good. I don't think really anybody's concerned about the story at the moment. Do we think that Azerite Armor is going to make it to the end of the expansion, or at some point they're just going to throw in the towel? I mean, they said they're going to, what, throw in three additional choices, right? Yeah. So, I mean, something, I suppose. I, I, I'm, I'll see, like, the thing is, like, I'm okay with, you know, I get what I get, like, when we always talk about, like, oh, what do you think about the stuff? I'm like, I don't read patch notes. I, like, log in going, oh, I guess I don't have that anymore, and <laughs> just kind of move on. <laughs> I've accepted that it's not going anywhere, and I went all in on Grand Nagazerite, and now I'm pretty sure I'm further than everybody in the guild as far as my <laughs> neck. Because <laughs> my main concern was the whole, I don't want to get a piece and not be able to use traits on it because I'm not far enough along. So I just make sure I do all the world quests of Azerite. Every source of Azerite I can do, I do it, and I'm at this point, everything's unlocked. So, And now you can go back to fishing. <laughs> I actually stopped fishing because oh my god, fees take too much mat, too many mats. So I've been herbing, and I've probably herbed like four thousand herbs yesterday. Damn! While I was watching Lord wow. of the Rings. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll bet Azrag gear makes it to the end of expansion, and then I'll, I'm sure it's gone. I don't think they're going to bring it back in another expansion. No. This is it's a one time deal. No, they'll they'll definitely have something different going forward because i can't uh, this i can see how they were like oh this will solve all the problems again that that's blizzard's problem and i think this is what we're seeing is like this was a this entire convention was a manifestation of 
we are going to fix all our existing problems by creating a whole bunch of new problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Diablo, <laughs> and that's WoW, and and then they they wind up spending all their time massaging those problems, and then yep. whatever their reaction to Azerite armor is going to be, that's what we're going to see in the next one, and it's going to be completely different, and we're going to hate that too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not not to use it as a pun, but. The entire WoW presentation was very vanilla, right? There was not really anything we didn't expect, <laughs> including the oh, classic stuff. There was one thing that I got that was my favorite part that I didn't expect, and that was the showing of Chris Metzen. Yes! <laughs> that was yes. my favorite part of the entire show, is that he showed up. And then he, he asked the question about, like, you know, is there any room for a real war chief or something like that. So oh, that, yeah, when... Where's Thrall? Well, yeah, basically, like, yeah. when are we going to get a real war chief? Yeah. And then the little exchange he had with... Uh, oh, Alex. What was Alex, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't tell if that was just, like, a... You know, like, hinting that maybe Thrall is going to have an appearance uh, coming up or that they were going to rehire him, which is the part I really hope, because I liked Metzen. Well, I mean, they've always said if Thrall comes back, Metzen said he would come back and do the voice. Oh, they'll they'll bring him back. I mean, he's not he didn't leave on bad terms with the company. No, he left for his own reasons, and th- there's no reason that if they need to bring him back, they 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 wouldn't be able to. But um, now he he needs to come back just as some sort of like Blizzard ambassador, like just having him there, especially because yeah. like. I, you know, I started out that second day of the convention, like just reading all of Reddit and all of Twitter and just being like, wow, people are so terrible. And then like I started watching the Q and A and I watched, especially I watched the voice actor panels mm-hmm. and like those were so uplifting and like it, it, it made me feel like, oh, you know what? People aren't so bad. Like we can get through this. <laughs> oh, including the old lady that was the voice of the turtle. Yes. Yeah. They're like, yo, she looks exactly like I imagined she would. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about the voice actors panel in a little bit, but um, yeah. So that- is, is the phrase of so you thought you fixed it, but you didn't? Is what we're gonna go with? <laughs> no, because they 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 like. They, it's not that they didn't fix it. They've just created things that are so not even not necessarily worse, but just so they're still bad. <laughs> and so, you know, it's 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 the it's like one of those projects like where you go to fix your bathroom and you renovate the bathroom and then like now the plumbing doesn't work in like your kitchen and you're like, well, I guess we got to fix the kitchen now and then you break the beam that holds up your bedroom. Too soon. <laughs> We're running into this problem right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, your kitchen sink isn't right. We yeah, we bought a new a new faucet, and then the uh, the lines aren't the same size as the supply lines. So I got to go to the store, and everything closed. Obviously, uh, so we have no kitchen yeah. sink until tomorrow. <laughs> Too I've, soon. I've, I've been there with my own plumbing issues. Yeah, yeah the, the worst thing is when you start a project like an hour before Home Depot closes, and you're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> puts you really under the gun there. <laughs> I did but, think that Scott Johnson did a great job moderating the oh, Q and A because yeah. he said the way he deals with people is amazing because yes. obviously he's good at it and so so anybody that was gonna ask a question would not ask Scott Johnson that question. No. Plus <laughs> the first question after Metzen was actually another guy that's on the instance with Scott Johnson. Was yeah, I, I, I was I was a little bit disappointed that there was no interaction there. I was like, how does John like the, uh, not even like a like they must have been looking at each other or something? Like, how does the Terps and 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 Johnson not say anything? Because he hasn't even been on the instance in a few weeks. But still, like it was it was it was good to see the two of them. We had Roe who asked the first question, 
Uh, once again, for the third year in a row, first in line guy. It was good to see him there. <laughs> um, I mean, that Q&A, you know, you can say what you want about the answers that you got. I think Ian, you know, maintained his position on a lot of the stuff. I, I, you know, as far as how we're dealing with Azerite armor, we, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. Obviously, they're not going to talk about what their plans for gearing are beyond 8.1 because they have to see how it works in 8.1 to iterate on that. Um, but I mean, the presentations that we got as far as the lore that's coming, I think that was all good. Um, I'm, I'm feeling hopeful for the rest of the expansion. Um, we'll see how that all goes, but did anybody else, you know, get a chance to set step into the battle.net launcher and say, Hey, there's something here that wasn't here before. So let me go ahead and let me play destiny two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, did anybody else play WoW Classic? Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, me and Ray tried it. So what'd you guys think? Uh, WoW was that slow, waiting on uh, auto attacks and running everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, So we made characters. I made a warrior, Ray made a priest. Um, and they start you in uh, Sentinel Hill in Westfall. And the first quest they give you is to kill some Defias like smugglers and Defias something else. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I open up the map and I'm like, oh, right. It doesn't put it on your map. So then I'm like, ah, I have to actually read the quest. Screw this. So I open up the quest log and I read and it says, sure enough, you have to go to the northwest at some farm or some mine or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, let's just start running northwest until we find something. So we're running up there and we get and I'm like, all right, cool. Here's something to attack. So I charge and then I can rend and then I have to wait for an auto attack. And then I have to wait for another auto attack. And then I can use heroic strike, which just buffs the next auto attack. So it was like the slowest thing ever. And I was like, oh, wow, this is horrible. Well, to be fair, you were only level 15. <laughs> yeah. It and doesn't it get biggest... better, Eric. It doesn't get better. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way things were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. Warrior is the worst class to level in vanilla. Is it? Just, okay. It's the especially if you're soloing, you are going to die so many times. Yeah, I figured since Ray no was going to pick a yourself. priest, I was like, all right, yeah. well, I'll all try right, it's this. an MMO. You play with other people. <laughs> you're right, but so so how was healing him then, Ray? Uh, well, Did I was you... going to say I I started off with uh setting up all my keys, which took up like ten fifteen minutes of my time. And then, then I was like, Eric's like, ooh, a talent tree. I was like, yay. And then I forgot to click on holy because I just automatically <laughs> thought that I didn't have to do that. So put the talent points in the wrong part of the tree, became really sad. Uh, I oomed a lot. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. and the, I had, he let me roll neat on the wand that dropped so then I can actually, you know, shoot with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could use it. <laughs> But yeah, if I pulled if I pulled two mobs at the same time, Ray would almost be oom by the time they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, help! <laughs> and Harv, you you didn't check it out? No, I actually didn't have the virtual ticket. So oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I uh, I rolled a warrior or not a warrior. I rolled a hunter. And one, it was weird to see my hunter holding a melee weapon again. Oh, no. Because that's the default, because you don't have your ranged weapon by default. I mean, it's you have it. It's equipped in the range slot, because the range slot is a thing again. But I I wanted to go run down the gold road and look at Thousand Needles. Like, I, I knew that, like, I couldn't get into the zone, but I figured at least let me get close enough that I can, like, look over the bridge. You know, not the bridge, little elevators and those massive elevators going down there and just see how it looks not flooded. 
And I ran all the way down the gold road and it took me like 20 minutes. <laughs> and cause the Barrens is freaking huge. Yeah. Like you forget, you forget how huge the Barrens is and I'm running by, and I'm actually starting to get a little bit nervous cause some of the, uh, the thunder lizards as you get down into the Southern Barrens and I'm still level 15, they're like level 23. And I'm like, I know that's going to wreck me if I get too close. So I'm actually starting to worry about like aggro paths and I'm strained from the road a little bit here and there as much as I need to. And then I'm like, I get down close to the end of the Barrens. I'm like, Hey, there's no thorns down here. Like, like I remember, because there weren't at the time. And then I'm like, oh, I see the elevators. And I'm running up to the elevators. And I'm just about to get to the elevators and look down. And then I wind up back in the crossroads. Oh, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, I, I, I couldn't quite get as close as I wanted to. So I was like, ah, oh, I hit the electric fence. But, it ported you back? Um, it ported me back to crossroads, oh, which bummer. is good. Because I actually, I, I did I did stop by Toraho Because I passed by that on the way down. And it was weird going back there. Because it's like, I remember, like... I remember spending a ton of time there when I was in the Barrens the first time. And it, the weirdest thing was like, like even then, like I was like, I, I there's the one bridge I think near where man Crick's wife is. And I'm like, I'm running around under the bridge. Like I remember this, like, I'm pretty sure this place is not in the game now, but I remember like spending a lot of time, like looking under this bridge and not finding her. <laughs> and yeah, it it was weird. It's like I know I haven't been there in eight years, but in a way, it felt like I never left. And it's just I I I know I don't think I'm gonna play it much because just the sheer amount of time you need to invest to level. It took me I didn't hit level sixty until Cataclysm. <laughs> oh no, that's not true. That's not true. No, I hit, I didn't hit level sixty until uh I didn't hit, I didn't hit max level until Cataclysm. I didn't hit level sixty until Burning Crusade. Um, but admittedly, I didn't play that much during vanilla. I only played like three months during vanilla and then a little bit more during burning crusade enough to get to level 60. And then right before burning crusade, I quit, but right before, uh, wrath, I quit, but, uh, if, yeah, it's like, it'd been a while since I've been there and I know it took a while for me to get through all that stuff. And I mean, I'm sure I'm going to have fun. I remember the one thing that I want to do again is not just running the gold road, but when you come out of Mulgore and you get that quest to go to the crossroads, that I want to do again. And I'll, I'll play the main, I will play classic when it's available to do that again. Beyond that, I'll probably check out Orgrimmar. I mean, I got to check out the Barons and that was a big thing for me. I did that now. I'm mm-hmm. a thousand needles at some point, but um, I don't see myself like making this priority over the, uh, over uh, BFA. Um, but that said, like, did you guys watch any of the panel where Ian, I'm, I'm surprised it was Ian who gave the presentation on classic. I would have thought that they would have had a separate game director handling that. But it seems like Ian's the guy making the decision um, where he said a lot of the stuff like there was the tech limit that was restricting the number of buffs that you could or debuffs that you could put on a on a boss. And they said now like the tech doesn't apply so we can make that whatever number we want. But to do that would change the feel of classic. So we're not you know, we're going to pretend that tech limit is still there. There, There can still only be 16 debuffs on a boss. But then they said something like the mailbox, like before you would open a message, you had to click click on the loot. Now you can just shift click the loot, get it right over. That doesn't affect anything. It's just a minor quality of life thing. You know, do you guys feel that it's maintaining it's it's uh, the purity of classic or did it feel like, no, nah, they, they changed a little too much? Well, I mean, I haven't played it yet, right? So, <laughs> Well, I, I mean, as, as someone who just thinks about classic, I mean, are you a hardcore classic purist or you're like, yeah, whatever they do, they do. I mean, purist doesn't have to be the main thing I want is like the world, right? Because Cataclysm, to me, changed too much. You're like, they took away all, like, the classic places to hang out. 
that we used to hang out in. Yeah, I could see just, just wanting to see the world how it was before it got blown up. Right, your thoughts? Um, I mean, I get, I, I understand. Like, yeah, yeah, being able to see like what it was beforehand would be fun to do. I think just overall, I think just playing it, I was like, we got one quest done. I don't know how much time I'll have to to do that stuff. And then you know, I know they had asked about um if you could use anything that you gain in there as a transmog in the current game, and they had said no for that because they don't want people to, you know, only like play to get the to play classic. right, you know. So it's just kind of like, eh, because it's like I missed out on you know getting uh, what, is it benediction right? The priest staff. I, I didn't get a chance to get that. I could. If I ever have time, sure, I'll go get it. It'd be nice to look at it. I'll just have to log in and look at it. But I mean, right now it's like I can't get it. So, eh. <laughs> well, the one thing that I thought was cool is that they're going to be redoing the events like Encourage, opening the gates of Encourage. That's coming back. Hmm. And it'll be neat to see. Like, because one of the big problems with that when they did it is that the servers were terrible. And it'll be neat to see, like, are they going to let the servers be terrible or like, are they going to be like, no, we'll put sharding in to fix that? Because like, like that's part of the experience is that you couldn't do anything. You got in there and it was just lag. I like his answer of both you sharding and very limited things, especially like when it first launches, like it's yeah. horrible and everybody's logging in at the same time. And that, and that makes sense because there's no. I mean, you want people to experience classic, but there's no need to like force them to suffer performance issues, which I guess goes against what I just said. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, but, but but it's different though. Like when you're logging in first to the game, as opposed to like the gates of Encourage was a very specific event with very specific server issues that are very much part of the lore of that event, and it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think what he said is like, they'll, like they, they'll use the sharding at first just because they know there's going to be heavy interest and then they'll dial it back as people, you know, kind of settle into their routines. Although I feel like it would be interesting to see that event work properly. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that could be a good thing. It almost, I almost feel like they need to do like two sets of servers. Like these are the ones that are going to have lag and these are the ones that are going to work. fine, <laughs> And then just let people choose where they want to go. And then, yeah, if you want horrible performance issues, but you get the authentic feeling, you can do that. And if you don't be like, oh, no, actually, I'm, I'm actually going to play. <laughs> and this could be the server where Jared gets to make bullets all day. Oh, no. That's <laughs> uh, my own personal hell. <laughs> so, any, any final thoughts on the, uh, the WoW presentation overall? Or I think we're... We're, we're no worse than where we were when we started and, and maybe a little bit better just based off the story, I would say. It, it was nice to see that they said that Classic is going to be rolled into your original subscription. There is no additional yes. cost. That was kind of nice to find out. Although there are some people complaining that they wanted a separate subscription just for Classics because they don't actually want to pay for retail. But it makes sense that this is something that they're offering as one more thing for you to do when you've done all the con con content that you're going to do in the current game. When there's a content drought. Oh, hey, I'm still paying $15. I can still go play classic. And the number, you know, it, it, it'll it help with the retention. Uh, retention. Thank you. For sure. And I, I think that when you, when you put it in terms of that, it makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, that's when I always went and played vanilla anyway. When we hit a content <laughs> drought and I didn't have anything to do, I'm like, uh, uh, I guess I'll log into the private server and 
just play around a little while. Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted this for anyways. I think the real fun thing is that they, they didn't rule out that they weren't going to advance the game. Like potentially within like a year or two, we could be talking about burning crusade classic. And I think the interesting thing is going to be when they hit the cataclysm because it's like, well, the whole reason people are going into classic is because they want to see the old content. <laughs> now we're going to sort of update it and that's going to go bye-bye in the old version. And I have to, I have to think when they get to burning crusade, they're going to, you're going to have classic and then you're going to have the burning crusade servers and you'll have to transfer your character over to the new servers to progress along. I think that's, that's where we're heading, but we've got, we've got a ways to get there. We'll see how they do. Honestly, I'd be okay progressing my character as far as wrath of the Lich King, but I wouldn't go past that. Yeah. Like how far would they go? All the old world stuff. And I don't want to go to cataclysm, right? Well, but here's the thing though. Like by the time we get to cataclysm, we're already talking like, it'll be like 2024 that we'll be talking about that. <laughs> well, I don't actually, maybe not, maybe a little bit sooner. I mean, they might move along at a better clip. There's no need to replicate the content droughts unless they really want to oh make people feel the experience. But, but that's the problem though. If they do that, if they're actually going through the old stuff quicker than they're putting out stuff live, eventually like they're going to be like one expansion behind. <laughs> so that's a little awkward in that regard. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the plans are at the very least. On this, like, like the one thing I think that was great about Ian's presentation is there was stuff where he was like, "These are the decisions we made, and this is, you know, these decisions are going to be like we're making these because we want this to replicate Classic. These are decisions where it improves the game and it doesn't really affect the experience of Classic, like the uh, the ninja loot fix, where they're like, yeah, like there's, you know, we don't, there's no need on making people have to wait for the loot or when they click on the loot and then they'd have to go through a GM to get that. Like now you can just, you know, you, you can just get the loot right immediately." Um, Stuff like that was great. Um, but then he also said, like, there's other stuff that we are still determining and will require community feedback. And, you know, you have to think that, like, they're going to talk to the community about this when they make that decision and presumably before it at least get some some input as far as how they you know, gauge the way the community wants to go on this. Um, so I, I think I think overall, I feel like Ian had a good BlizzCon. I mean, you know, like I said, wow. I mean, as much as much as Azerite can be addressed, but really we have to wait till eight point one to see that. Um, I think overall, I think wow is in a an okay play. Not great. It's not great. It's not terrible. Though. <laughs> well, I mean, like we always say, have friends. It's way better. So <laughs> <laughs> play the MMO part of the MMO, right? RPG, right? So. With all of that said, um, also, did we mention the, uh, did I mention the WoW cinematic, the last uh, Lost Honor with Anduin and Sorfang? Briefly, you didn't really yeah. talk about what it was okay. about. Oh, no, that was uh, where, where Anduin let Sorfang out of prison. That was, I have to say, the one thing about that is now, if they don't do a full-scale cinematic for every patch <laughs> going forward, like maybe not the point fives. I think we can excuse them on the point fives, but if we're going to get one of these with 8.1, I feel like we got, you know, we had lost, uh, what, uh, old soldier when 8.0 came out. Like we have to get one with 8.2. Now I feel like they have to have, they wouldn't have done this if they didn't have these set up for them to come out with each patch ahead of time. Well, they had so the new gonna, tech, right? Where they can make them faster now. Presumably, or at the very least they've got a pipeline set up because I mean, the one thing they were seeing is it's all the same character models. I was amazed that they rendered Stormwind like they did. That was beautiful. Um, but even then, like the prison stage, it's not that complex a set for them to be putting those character models. In. And I'm not, I don't mean to be downplaying like, you know, the 3D graphics and the animation, 
but like it's not like they're it's not like they're doing the, the like the, the same thing as like the Forsaken Battlefield every time. They, you know, as far as having to re or not, uh, you know like redo the things. I think they're they're doing these in a very economical way for the work that they need to do. They have the pipeline laid out and the teams laid out, and they're able to keep running through these. So I would not be surprised if we know. I think this is one of the benefits you get from bringing somebody like Christy Golden into the team that where you can keep writing these cinematics to keep them going. Cause this is, I mean, by the end of this, I hope that they're on the next expansions collector's disc or well, whatever. I, like they, there should be like a DVD, of like all the actual cinematics that you can, or Blu-ray, I should say, it's not 2004 anymore, <laughs> but a VHS you know, the, tape with all the, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want Betamax. Damn it. But yeah, like, you know, it'd be cool if, like, you know, there's a little, like, Blu-ray you can pop in and just watch the whole story, you know, through these little, like, you know, five, six-minute cinematics, you know, told for the course of the expansion. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll get that. I don't know. But, uh, all right. I think that's enough about WoW for now. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Heroes of the Storm, real quickly, they debuted the first, uh, you know, Nexus hero. Was it Orphea? Um she seemed okay. I think I everybody who bought the virtual ticket gets her. So I, I've been playing Heroes lately to check her out. Um, I don't know. Everything seems okay with Heroes. I don't see too much Discord in the community, but I'll admit I haven't been paying much attention. So she's not Zagara, um, so I really don't care. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as long and, as uh, I can turn off chat and not deal with any other people that are play the game. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You just then you just go into your your AI match where it's you and four bots against five bots, and like yeah, so that's fine. Um. And then was it for StarCraft? What did they announce? Was it Zero Tool as a commander pack or something? Yeah, and they actually did talk about the AI thing again. I was like, oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, nobody cared. <laughs> 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 you talked about it. That's because they Honestly, had nothing to talk Honestly, I haven't about. heard anything about StarCraft. So. Like, this, like so. yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the StarCraft matches that I watched over the weekend. But in terms of actual, uh, you know starcraft news just not getting any like that's i i unless they come out like i mean i, I my, at this point my um um what's the word i'm looking for interest in starcraft would be purely story and single player right like i mean just to have a good rts to play would be very nice but it's just not happening i, I don't see them investing anymore in starcraft um i mean with the way that the story ended is like they pretty much wrapped everything up for everybody and they would have to come up with so many new characters, so many new scenarios, possibly new races, uh, possibly a different time period. Like it's just, yeah, like no, I, I think I, I I have no clue what they're going to do with Starcraft. So I, I think that they are, they have no plans for it besides just to let it run as a service and let people play the multiplayer and try to keep the esports, you know, Go up, you know, up and running. But other than that, I'm not seeing much happening for StarCraft. All right. So that said, then let's go into Overwatch. That's it. Right? You mentioned all the other games there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, after the opening ceremony and then the what's next panel, I had a lot to think about. I feel like. The president of the United States getting ready to address a nation after a major event has happened. 
<laughs> and it's like, <laughs> do I tell them the truth or do I stay positive? <laughs> like <that's, laughs> it's like, what do we do here? Um, we knew we weren't getting a new map. We knew we were going to get a character. We knew we were going to get a cinematic. But with the fact that they weren't going to talk about a new map, that kind of opened the door. Like, hey, they're going to talk about something else, right? They're going to they're gonna announce something else. You know, hey, they put that new story uh, form in the Blizzard forms. Maybe they're going to announce something about stories or lore or something like that. It's actually, what is it? I'm actually in the Blizzard forms right now. It's called story discussion. It's a new category, sorry, in the, in the Blizzard forums or in the Overwatch forums. And that happened a few weeks ago. So, okay, maybe we're going to get some information about, like, lore or something like that. That's where a lot of the conversations start popping up about maybe a story mode is coming to Overwatch or they're going to deliver some type of new lore. You know, there's going to be a new lore delivery system. Um, people say, oh, there's going to be a cartoon or some shit like that. <laughs> nope, nothing. Like, it was just... We got the new character, which I'll I'll I'm gonna I'll dive into her in a, in a minute here. We got the new character, got the new cinematic, but then we got nothing. And the reason that's a problem for Overwatch, right, is that with other Blizzard games, I mean, maybe this affects StarCraft. But actually, StarCraft at this point should have leveled out. Um, with other Blizzard games, when you drop server population, you just drop server population. But if you're in a guild, and unless like most of your guild drops out, you'll still have people to play with. You'll still have stuff to do. And Overwatch, with the way the competitive system works, it works on a bell curve. So whenever the server population drops for Overwatch, you run into some pretty major issues in the middle of the ladder. Like between gold and platinum. Like You have people making it into platinum that should not be platinum. You have people in high platinum that don't know basics of the game and it causes problems and it leads to stress. It leads to toxicity. It leads to more people dropping out of the game. It's a com- it's a compounding problem. So the fact that they, re- that they gave us nothing besides a new character, you know, which may, you know, uh, boost people back for like a, a week or two. That, I, I can see that being a pretty big problem coming in the future for us. And we already know, and actually Jeff Kaplan confirmed that they, I mean, I think we're going to get for um, the Winter Wonderland, we're going to get the May Snowball fight, which I like because it's, it's insta-gib. I think that's pretty cool, but nobody else likes it. That's why they made the Winston Yeti hunt, which is fucking stupid. I hate that shit. <laughs> and um, we're going to get one new map that gets snow on it. Who gives a fuck? You know, and, and like that's going to be it. They're not doing anything new for the events until archives, which is their most popular event, which was why people think they would do some lore content. However, in an interview, Jeff Kaplan was they were talking about story mode and Jeff Kaplan was saying that he doesn't see it fitting in Overwatch the game like the game that we have and he says he think it would have to be in a, a completely new game and says that it will be years away that pretty much blows away expectations of us getting a story mode in overwatch for years that is a problem <laughs> that is a problem jeff should have just said nothing about that he should have said nothing about it right um the clan and guild system they 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 so they said they were going to bring in a new social feature. This is like back in like June or July. 
And this is when they gave us endorsements. Like, okay, in a couple months, in September, we'll have a new social feature for you. And everybody was expecting some type of guild clan system in game. Overwatch is, in, is the client itself is in bad need of a way to connect with other people, you know. But, you know, and the guild clan system would have been a way, a good way to do it. So a September update rolls out and we get the notification that the new social system's not ready. They, uh, they're not going to put it out and they're sorry. Okay, that's fine. Maybe they'll talk about it at BlizzCon. Nothing about it. Then in an interview, Jeff Kaplan said, yeah, the guild clan system originally we, we had planned, we, you know, we, we were going to use it, but then they decided, they thought that the guild clan system would work better with battle.net than with just being an Overwatch. So, and I could be wrong. They could still be working on the Guild Clan system just for Overwatch and put it in the game and then maybe expand to Battle.net later. But from the what he said, it sounds like they scrapped or they're not going to do the Guild Clan system until they can embed it into Battle.net. Isn't, isn't that community though? Like, isn't that technically yes, already Nick, in Battle.net? Yes, it is. <laughs> that is 100% what that is. But, you know... They want like, the thing about the, the the difference between the guild clan system would be that you would get some type of reward for doing stuff in game, right? You know, you win matches, you win a certain amount of matches, you get a certain amount of headshots, and maybe your uh, I'm just spitballing here, but maybe your clan or guild gets the ability to get uh, an enhanced rate on loot boxes or something like that, right? So, but no, like so we're we're it seems that we're even far away from that. Just don't say nothing, bro. <laughs> when, when, when did when did Kaplan confirm that like story mode was never coming and and all these he was on a were... stream uh, I have to get the streamer's name but he was on a stream with somebody and they were talking to him but r- roughly what, what what time frame was that what, I think that it was Friday it might have been Saturday oh okay so this is recent yeah okay. yeah this is like yeah this is not in the you won't find this in the virtual ticket this is like on, okay. on somebody else's switch stream no no because I'm I'm just Listening to you talk about like Overwatch rolling back a lot of expectations about projects that they had previously said they were working on, especially the guild thing. Yeah, you said that was back in like September or something. Well, they they they, they said that. that they had to push it back, and so we expected that. I don't know. Sometime in the next few months, we'll start hearing about it again. Like I would expect it to, you know, us to hear some about it at BlizzCon, but we got nothing. Because you mentioned that, and I know Hearthstone. They originally said that they were going to be doing tournaments, and they said that uh, the tournament beta would be this sometime this summer i think it was september actually the end of the summer when they were like hey you know we didn't get the tournament stuff together and actually it's not coming at all we're rethinking everything (laughs) and i'm wondering like originally like i'd said like a lot of my theories about the hearthstone development problems were due to the fact that brode left suddenly and they they still haven't at least I, i don't know i have to look and i've tried looking i haven't been able to find it like i don't know who the lead game designer is for hearthstone at this point which is a little bit concerning. Like they need to have a lead game designer. You figured he would have been doing something at BlizzCon. Maybe he did. I just didn't see it. But I'm w- starting to wonder now that we know Morheim was stepping down. Like, was he transitioning things to Brack back at like the end of the summer? And w- were these decisions that Brack was making where he's looking at all the different projects saying like, no, 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 let's not do it that way. Let's move that. Like, oh, hey, let's take the tournament mode. No, let's can that. Let's do something else here. Like, is this... Because it's one of those things where I'm just seeing a pattern amongst multiple Blizzard games here, maybe two. So maybe just seeing a line, not a triangle. But um, is there like like is is could we be already feeling the influence of Brack without even realizing it? 
I mean, it depends how many bad ideas he has. Like, maybe. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I would like to think not. I would think that I would like to think that Jeff Kaplan or that Blizzard, you know, would trust their their leads or their creative directors on each game because they know their games the best. They know their communities the best. Like, why would he get involved? Just count the cash, man. Like, you'd be all right. <laughs> Look, I, I don't. I don't really see him getting involved at that level. Probably in WoW since he's so he was so deeply involved in that. But I don't think for Overwatch and Hearthstone. It, but if he comes from WoW, where they're already pushing to transition guilds to communities, and then Overwatch is like, hey, let's do guilds, and he's like, no, 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 we have communities, like, use that. Like, I mean, he, he could be, you know, kind of poo-pooing the parade there. Maybe, and he's just full of bad ideas, and it was nice knowing you, Blizzard. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how to sink a ship in 90 days. Like, that's, that's you know, it starts with this. It starts with the little hole. But, um... Yeah, with just the lack of information, just some information, even if it's something that's coming down the road later in 2019 to kind of reinvigorate the community and get more people playing. You know, I hope they're not going to rely on Overwatch League to try to invigorate the community because it don't work like that, dog. Like, it doesn't work like that. Overwatch community is big because Overwatch, the game itself, was huge. Overwatch League drew in a bunch of people who did not watch esports. They didn't. A ton of people who didn't watch a lot didn't like you know watch esports. Just like it, the the game itself drew in a bunch of people who didn't play first person shooters. They just thought Tracer was cool. They liked Tracer without knowing anything about her, which brings me back to lore. Okay, so they put this lore category in the forum, and with no intro, with no type of we we. We've barely been getting cinematics. They said that the comics are going to start ramping back up. We'll see about that. We have no other lore delivery system. What the fuck are we going to talk about in that forum? Do you go on that forum and most of the posts end with question marks because they're just questions. What's this? What's that? I don't know, man. Make that make it up. <laughs> like that, that's, like that, that's basically what's going on. It's a place to go drop some real hard fan fiction, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was another place that I was doing that they shut it down. That place was Pornhub. And you know what? They were delivering <laughs> fan Overwatch fan fiction before the Blizzard forums were. But um dude, like yeah, like just just nothing. It was just no type of information, nothing to get people excited about Overwatch. And I was talking to somebody else today who plays Overwatch, and we're curious to see what the Overwatch League number is going to look like, you know, week one. Like, of course, the hardcore people who were really in Overwatch League will definitely uh, still watch it. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure the grand finals for Overwatch League didn't touch the numbers for their first week, you know, or their first, you know, first um, few days. Uh, but then let's, I'm sorry, go ahead, Nick. I just want to say that's always a problem with a lot of sports too, is depending on the two, fr the two franchises that make it to the finals, you know, you, as you lose markets, although admittedly overwatch league, the markets don't have the same power drawing power that they do for traditional sports. Right. But still, as you lose markets, then people just tune out anyway. So, you know, that's, that's the, the running joke is that all, you know, the, the, uh, the executives always want like New York and LA in the finals. Right. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes sense. But yeah, with Overwatch League is definitely different. I mean, even if like, <laughs> even if you're like, let's say, let's say you were a London Spitfire fan, right? Um, let's be real, they had the Seoul Spitfire. Like that's it's it's an all Korean team. Like it's kind of different. So you have, you know, you I'm pretty sure you had tons of Korean fans who would still get involved uh, with you know watching the finals or coming out to the finals if it was closer to them, you know, stuff like that. 
the markets don't don't you know mean as much mainly because like I, I just yeah it's like you can have it like okay look at the fusion for example you can have a team of people who like there's nobody in fusion who, who's an american player right and i don't necessarily think that's a problem don't get me wrong i'm not saying like the, the american teams need to have american players that's not what i'm getting at what i'm getting at is that the people in those communities would connect more with those teams if the people that were on the teams were more familiar yeah. you know well i think that's the ultimate goal is they want to actually plant the teams in the community and then have them be local right yeah that is a big part of that so yeah, yeah the markets are a little different because that's why you have fusion fans all over the place you have right. spitfire fans all over the place but you know the the big announcement that they had was a new character which we saw coming which the mechanics of the character i actually like i like that she is she should be a high skill character um you know, with the way her gun works, she has a um, like a stick of dynamite that she can throw and either just let it blow up or you can blow it up in the air. You know, that's cool. Um, the two problems I have, the one smaller problem is that she has a knockback. The game already has too much crowd control. It already has too many abilities like that. And what the game actually needs is a character who can help with that. And I've talked about that on the show a lot. We need a character who can help negate status effects and CC and stuff like that. But, you know, whatever. We're going to get to my house with the new knockback. Fine. The problem I have is with the, the ultimate, which is Bob, which as far as I think, as far as I know, that stands for Big Omnic Butler. That's what it stands for, Bob. The reason I have a problem with Bob is because Bob is a full-fledged hero, right? He's full-fledged hero. All status is applied. So, yeah, you can stun him. You can knock him. You can sleep him. But... The team that's using him can heal him. They can bubble him. They can nano him. You know, they can they can do all that. He is huge. I think he has the same, like, he's the same size as Reinhardt, right? He has 1,200 health and at least a 10-second duration after he runs into somebody. And the way he works is, like, when he gets called, he jumps down in front of Ash, runs in a straight line. The first person he runs into, he knocks him in the air. Now, if you're in a group, like you're kind of like let's say you're around a Reinhardt, which is uh, not uncommon. He'll knock that entire group into the air, run behind them, and then start shooting them while they're in the air and while they're falling. And for the next ten seconds, he will—he's an auto turret at that point. He will start shooting different people, right? With—he's an auto turret with twelve hundred health that lasts for ten seconds. That is a long time in Overwatch. Matches are determined <laughs> in that amount of time. He can also contest payloads. He can contest um, uh, control points and stuff like that. You know, it, it's just, it's too much. And the, one of the, another reason why it's just too much is because we're talking about a game where going 5v6 is essentially a loss, right? If you're playing competitive Overwatch and one of your players drops out because they lose their connection, you are at a huge disadvantage now, even if that person comes back. You were at a huge disadvantage. You, you, there are matches that are lost because somebody was dropped out of the game for 45 seconds, right? And the other team took control back, you know? Um, so, you know, being one player down is an issue in Overwatch. And now you're going to give the the team, the uh, the enemy team, or the teams the ability to deploy a seventh character in a game where being one character down is a big deal, you know? Not to mention, and I, I have to confirm this on the PTR if I get a chance, but when Bob is deployed, 
Ash can still gain alt charge because she's still active. Like you still control Ash. You can still shoot people and stuff like that. So you can start gaining your alt charge while Bob is out on the floor, right? Um, and then on top of that, the enemy team, as they're shooting Bob, they don't gain any alt charge. That's 1,200 damage they have to put out. They don't gain any alt charge. That is a problem. That puts them at a disadvantage. The way this should have been implemented is that when when Ash hits the ultimate, you now, Bob jumps down and now you're Bob. Now you take control of Bob. Bob can, he can sprint and when he hits people with his sprint, he knocks them in the air, which is CC. Still a problem, but whatever. And now you can control, now he can, uh, let's say he has more DPS because he has auto turrets on his arms. That's what should have happened. It shouldn't have been an actual seventh player. And it actually leaves Ash vulnerable while Bob is, you know, on the floor, while Bob is on the field, just like Junkrat is vulnerable while he's doing his ultimate. And that's the state of Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Makes sense. Sounds good. So it's in a good place. I got you. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm very I'm, I'm a bit concerned. Like I mean, I I I have faith in the Overwatch team that they are not stupid and that they are they are aware of the issues of the game and that they are actively working to resolve these different things. Like they are not they're, they they. They're not one of the companies that just sits there and pretends like everything's okay and tries to ignore it. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, they're probably, well, I know they're still working on the Guild Clan system. They're working on a replay system. They're working on um, Spectator Proxy. You know, they're trying to get more lore out. They're trying to do these things. And, you know, sometime in the next year, I would expect to hear about it, you know? But the fact that at your biggest convention, you don't say anything about these initiatives that you're kind of working on. That is uh, that's gonna, that that causes issues, you know. Well, let me let me jump on that comment to ask everybody sort of a broader question here. Um, if we can go back a little bit to the beginning where we talked just about the general the general sense of disappointment coming out of this BlizzCon. Um, it seems to me that. Like, okay, now that we know the announcements, what of the, which of the announcements that they had, like which game should have anchored the opening ceremony, if not Diablo? Because I think, I think if they had announced Diablo, like if they had announced Diablo earlier in in the presentation and then just been like, it moved on, it wouldn't have felt like such a weighty, you know, a weighty thing. And that was one of the problems is that we knew that Diablo was getting that first what's next after the main ceremony. So now that we know what Blizzard's cards were, what their options were, what game should have gone last in the opening ceremony and should have had that first what's next? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. I think Warcraft should have gone last. Yeah. Warcraft should have gone last for sure. Diablo should have gone first. Get the booze out the way and move on (laughs) to the other stuff, you know? And well, not only that, but then that sets, I, I think that's probably your, your really only choice because then that sets up, it doesn't set up the expectations for Diablo four because the first thing is saw as soon as everybody saw that schedule and they saw that there was the what's next Diablo, that's when everybody starts crying Diablo four. Right. And 
if yeah, if if you don't have that and you just put Warcraft there, like, well, well I guess they're going to talk about eight point two. It must be a big patch. Maybe they're going to talk about classic and they're hyped to talk about classic. I mean, maybe you even put the WoW classic panel there instead of the Warcraft what's next just to really drive that home. And then people are like, well, that's odd that they're pushing classic that hard. But, um, oh, you know what we didn't talk about? The remaster. Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that? I think it'll be cool. I never played the third one. I played the second one. Um, but this would give me a chance to play the third one. I'll go back and try it. I've never played any well, Warcraft game until World of Warcraft, so. <laughs> Will it help me learn my Warcraft 4 game that I don't understand? Doubt it. <laughs> it might, actually. It Maybe. might. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> yeah, that looks, uh, I'm, I should get that, but it's like, it's one of those things, like, I don't know if I want to spend money on it. <laughs> yeah, right? But it's not, I still have my Warcraft like, oh, 3 free? discs, like, I'm looking at them right now, like, they're right there. Like, <laughs> if, you put, if you put them in, would they even work at this point? I can get them to work. I think oh, they patched it recently where it does work. They did, you're right, time. actually, they did, yeah. Probably, they probably needed to do that so they could work on their uh, editors and whatnot and getting that all updated. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that looks like a fun thing. I, gotta, I have to say, the cinematic, they're going to redo all the cinematics, that's going to be impressive. Oh, they were to, impressive to, before. To, I, exactly. They were impressive before, but they're going to be even more impressive because when you go back and you watch those Warcraft 3 cinematics and then you watch the stuff they're putting out now, I mean, the fact that it's been almost 20 years, like that shows. And and it's one of those things, it's hard to look back and remember, especially the the Warcraft 2. Like there's the one Warcraft 2 cinematic where they got the boats coming over the, the water and everybody looks terrible. But at the time, <laughs> I remember that was like, I was like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, these graphics are, ast- and like, they have not aged well. And so, not that they're going to remake Warcraft 2 anytime soon, necessarily. But just for them to go back, I mean, they they, they played the remade version of the Warcraft 3 trailer. And even then, that it was, it was cool watching that because it's one of those things where you're like, wait a minute. Like, this is exactly what I remember the trailer being. And it's like, it's not. It's better. Like, if you go back and watch it, you'll notice stuff like the resolution is off and all, all kinds of stuff. They updated there, so I mean, it's, it's like the StarCraft remaster where it's, exactly it, it, this game looks great. Cinematic, oh my god, this is horrible! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that was the other announcement that we forgot there, but that looks that looks good, that looks somewhat promising. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, Jared, you're you're probably right. Like, Warcraft, because we would know exactly what we were getting, or at least have a good idea what we're getting, and even, even then, like, well, we wouldn't. They actually announced stuff that's next, right? They announced yeah. future patch stuff. Diablo's like, hey, mobile game. That, that's all we got. Nothing it's else is next. Technically next, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything else is further down the line. But yeah, I, th- I think that's the way that you kill. That's the only way that you kill expectations for everything else is that you put what you just have Warcraft in that last spot every year. And when Warcraft is on an off year, because next year, Warcraft will go at the, la- at the end, unless Unless there's Diablo Four, I think if 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 Diablo Four is ready next year, then that'll that'll anchor the uh, the, the uh, opening ceremony, and Warcraft will still announce an exp- uh, an expansion, but get bumped around. Well, um, Diablo Four is it, coming, guys, but it's only on mobile. Don't you have phones? <laughs> no, but uh, here's here's the thing though. Let's say 2020 rolls around, and Diablo Four is not ready. And there's nothing else, no, you know, no big announcements for Overwatch, Hearthstone, expansion, whatever. You know, WoW is just going to get patches. 
do they do BlizzCon again like they did this year, or do they change it? Like, I'm assuming they'll still have a BlizzCon, that they'll still have something. Like I said, the community is very valued. The community aspects of it are worthy, and and they like to bring everybody in. And they, you know, they like to do the panels, the non, you know, a lot of the the, the non gaming panels where they talk about making the games and stuff. They like to do that. And, you know, one of the things I think one of the developers said is that, like, the energy they get from BlizzCon is what fuels them for the next year. So I don't see them dropping BlizzCon for those reasons. But, and plus the esports stuff, which we haven't really talked about. But the whole esports thing, it makes sense to have that as, like, their focal point for the year and whatnot. But, so for those reasons, there will be a BlizzCon. But, like, do they do an opening ceremony? Or do they just cut the opening ceremony short and have Brack come out? say a few things and then they just like, let's just go to the panels and, and they, uh, they openly say maybe they reduce the price of the tickets. or they openly say like, we're not making any big announcements at BlizzCon this year. They announced that in like April, like, cause I, I, I maintain that if not for like, if not for the things that I mentioned, the community and, and the community would survive, they would get by, they could wait a year. They survived 2012. I kind of feel like the blizzard would have actually, couldn't have hurt themselves le- more if they had not done a BlizzCon this year. Like for the damage that they did with the Diablo mobile game, they, they, at the very least, they would have hurt themselves just as much by not doing a BlizzCon. I agree. I agree. Uh, you're not wrong. I don't think this. This is the year <laughs> that they probably should have uh, just be like, yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> gonna explain. Like, I'm not gonna do it. We don't have anything to talk about. Like, you know, that's. I mean, they, like you're right. Like the 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 fact that they had a panel open about the Diablo mobile game is what's causing some of the biggest problems. Like their responses to the community, just put the game out or just make the announcement, block your YouTube comments, and then you you can't get yourself into more trouble. You know, you just yeah. have community disappointment instead of community disappointment and anger for something that you said on stage. Well, do you think the Blizzard maybe got blindsided a little bit? Like they're like, oh no, like these are our fans. Like these are the people we're welcoming home. There was that great, that great like cinematic montage at the beginning that ended with the welcome home. And, and I think it's, it's fitting that like Morheim leaves, you know, Mr. Play nice, play fair, you know, you know, treat, treat everybody with respect and everything. He leaves. And then the convention kind of goes to pot. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you think that like, 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 do you think if, if they had just, put it out like does that 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 solves the issues like i mean i i feel like there's no good resp- unless they just put it out everybody could just play it on their mobile phone immediately there's no good response to to the the, the mobile game because even that at least if everybody can play it on their phone they can then make a judgment about what they're actually experiencing yep and what's there it's because there's a lot of speculation and misinformation and just ne- you know like a negative attitude is just seeping into that and, and i think that's that's not helping anything I still contest they should have done something like Bethesda did and just tease it, man. It's not going to be ready for a long time, but Diablo 4, we are working on it. And I feel like that gets you a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Although, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they could have put a, di- you know, because they have some type of uh, something working right now, you know, whether they put up concept art or, you know, maybe a little bit of gameplay or something like that. Depends how far they are into the development cycle, right? More more likely concept art. Diablo 4 in development. Release when it's ready. <laughs> you know, like, it's that, that's better than what they did. It, yeah, it was better than what they did. Well, 
see, but here's the thing though, like Bethesda doesn't have like Bethesda con. Like they have E3. And so like, they're just, they're, they don't have to have like a consistent panels because the one thing that you're going to get is like, okay, you put up that Diablo four teaser. And then you say like, we don't have anything else to talk about. It, it exists. It's a thing. It's coming. No release date, whatever. Then you do that panel, you know, that open Q and a panel about the Diablo mobile game. You're going to get questions about Diablo four. Like you really can't tell us anything about Diablo four. You really have no idea when it's ready. That's you never play. stopped them before. People were still yeah, asking questions about there? Diablo four. They just didn't yeah. say Diablo four. They said other Diablo games in development. Just replace right. that phrase with Diablo 4. It's the same thing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, at I, this I, point, I don't see them not doing a Diablo 2 remastered. They've done all the other ones. They did StarCraft yeah. and doing Warcraft 3. What's the What's the bad thing? They said, hey, it's going to be a while, but we're working on StarCraft or Diablo 2 remastered. That probably would have made sense. But... Yeah, who knows what the state of that is? Because I would have to, th- I would have to think if they had Diablo two remastered ready to go, they would have talked about it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. it's going to be interesting too to see, um, how the, what they do at Gamescom next year. That they usually announce some stuff there, and like what, like what are they going to announce there? Like I could see them maybe depending on how quickly they go through content in Battle for Azeroth, announcing the next WoW expansion at Gamescom if they know Diablo 4 is going to be ready for next BlizzCon. If it's not, then they're going to announce the, the WoW expansion at BlizzCon. That's their ace in the hole for next year. And then we'll go from there. Unless things are really bad in WoW, they wait till BlizzCon to n- announce the next WoW expansion. The only reason they did it that one year is because it was Warlords, and we were 14 months into yeah. waiting. Yeah. And then we wound up getting the Necromancer at... Uh, getting the Necromancer pack as the anchor for... Uh, for that BlizzCon that year. That's more than we got this year. Right. Well, well, I don't know. I think technically the Necromancer pack exists in the game. The Necromancer is one of the characters. So technically you got more with the mobile fund. That only matters if you play it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, does anybody else have any final thoughts on, uh, on BlizzCon? I think we've been going long enough here. I think it's time to wrap up. The cosplay stuff was fun and the art stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, the costume stuff was good. Yeah, the community stuff was fine, right? I mean, you expect that to be okay every time. I, if they would have focused BlizzCon on that stuff, I think they would have been better off. They actually might have been better off not having like a uh, like these panels on these games. Like, what's next for Overwatch? We're going to spend an hour talking about Ash. <laughs> like, we already know. Like, yeah, we saw. <laughs> we saw. You know, but like, they would have been better. What if they... What if they don't do the opening ceremony? What if they just cut that short? And then the what's next panel is where that stuff is revealed. That probably would have been a bit better, you know, because the, the funny thing about the Ash, like, you know, well, the what's next panel, they talked about all the stuff about Ash. And then the next day they had, you know, their art panels about Ash and building characters. I'm like, well, I was wondering, like, what are they going to talk about on Saturday? Because everything I would expect to be in those panels is here. You know, so yeah, now they, I think they would have been better off focusing this BlizzCon on the community and the stuff that's going on with the community, maybe in the opening ceremony, um, taking a look at community projects that they haven't shut down, or um, we're taking a look at, um, you know, the doing like a montage or a history of uh, Morheim or something like that, 
the history of Blizzard with him and all this stuff. I mean, they, I, I imagine they have tons of like B-roll footage of him, you know, doing shit. Like, you know, I mean, they had B-roll footage of Chris Meston doing the voice of Bastion, you know? So like, I, they, they, there's, they, I'm pretty sure they have just like a guy walking around with a camera around Blizzard sometime to catch that shit. So they, they, I think it would have been much better doing something to celebrate Blizzard than doing what they did, to be honest with you. Makes sense. Uh, Eric, what are you, uh, what are your final thoughts on BlizzCon? Uh, it was entertaining for the most part. I'm glad that they got to see some stuff for a while. The rest of it I could take or leave. Uh, except for the costume contest. I always like that, the cosplay. They did, I guess I kind of wish they would have done more. They, I, they totally cut it short this year compared to the others. You know how like they used to do it where they had lots of people come out one at a time? Yeah. And here they just did it in groups of five under a couple of different categories. Where it was like huh. they only they like nitpicked the best ones and only showed them to the crowd. Uh, unless they just yeah, unless they just you know no, didn't even have that much. I, I think they or they didn't make it that. Amateur. I think they usually have people enter stuff and then they pick out like x amount of people, just, right? Well, they do the they do yeah, the judging that. beforehand anyway. They've always done it that yeah. way, where it's like you present yeah. on Friday and then Saturday you actually come out to the community. But the judging's already been done. It's more for just presentation, and then at the end they announce the winner. But I saw something like people are still voting through the virtual ticket, so I don't even know oh, if they maybe. announced the winner for the cosplay well, they stuff. Did. Yeah, was it the the only one that they did the announcement for was for the uh, the music one where they had the they okay. gave the award to the rap group, but like yeah, it was funny because they they went through and did all that arts you know the the cosplay and the videos and the music and the art, and then uh, when the judges were supposed to be deliberating, it like dragged on a long time and was his name Darren who was hosting? Yeah, uh, Darren DePaul. Yeah, yeah, he was like dragging it on and just kind of rambling and trying to spill time because he didn't have anything like to talk about so he was started doing random stuff and they like laid down on the stage and he was just like trying to kill time and then they finally come up and announce their their winner but like i think it was that was just for the music they didn't pick winners for the other stuff or no the i take that back the art contest that one they or they showed them to us third second and first place oh, okay Harv, what are your final thoughts? I mean, for the most part, I was hoping for at least something with Diablo, whatever. Wow. Like I said, it was what I expected, to be honest. I, I got a look going through with like the 8.2 stuff, 8.25 and all that was cool. But for that, it was pretty much what we expected. So, so overall, we went in with low expectations mm-hmm. and they were... More or less met. <laughs> <laughs> At least we were all we were all correct about Morheim. Were you guessing if he would show up or not? All said, yeah. all said not all, but there. somebody here said he wasn't going to be there. Who was that? I said I wouldn't be shocked if he wasn't there. Uh-huh. You're wrong, Harv. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll eat some salt. It's fine. <laughs> your, your, your punishment for being wrong is you have to buy the Diablo hey, mobile. Hey, John. <laughs> phones right <laughs> <laughs> all right so so that said i think we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up there thank you for sticking with us for this long um at some point we should have an interview with bob i don't know if it'll get edited in or we'll put it in at the end here um and maybe an interview with katie if i can get a hold of her uh before not too soon but uh 
Thank you for listening. This has been our our Wow Talk Watchpoint Radio BlizzCon 2018 out of season April Fool Spectacular. <laughs> uh, so please, uh, you check us out. Uh, uh, you check us out. We're at Wow Talk MTB on Twitter, also at MTB site. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Jarrett, where can people find Watchpoint Radio? You can find Watchpoint Radio on this channel every Tuesday night at around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. You can also find us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. Episodes are usually deployed on Wednesdays uh, on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So, Does that include cell phones? That, that actually, yes, it does include cell phones. So you, you can use your phone. Wait, are we announcing Watchpoint wrote? Uh, I just, it's fumble. Let it go, It's late. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Jared, where can people find you yourself? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well uh, at Church of Jaws, twitter.com slash Church of Jaws. And I do stream on this channel, uh, Twitch TV slash Mashless Button sometimes, usually chilled streams. I used to do competitive streams, but nobody wants to see me play competitive. They just want to talk to me. So <laughs> I do shape streams now. That's what I do. And Ray, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook at my name. And then the URL for that is my Twitter. And then mostly on Discord, the same thing with my uh, Bishon and Amico, pound sign 4932. And Eric, where can people find you? Uh, still Facebook at my name. And then uh, Discord here, uh, Toretto. Sign seven six four five. And Harv, where can people find you? Facebook at my name, on Twitter at Harv Scream, and on Discord at Harv Pound Sign eighty six seventy three. And you can find me. I am at WookieBH on Twitter. I and uh, you can also find me on uh, the Torn and the Goblin here on the Mash Those Buttons Network. You can join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at Discord.me/slash Mash Those Buttons. Uh, you can email us with any questions or comments at wowtalk at mashthosebuttons.com. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And stay tuned to hear about all our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. So thank you, everybody, for listening. For Ray, Eric, Harv, and Jarrett, and Bob, I'm Nick. Enjoy playing, uh, enjoy Blizzard games, even if you play them on mobile or on PC or whatever. Just, just enjoy them. Just, or enjoy the salt. <laughs> Whatever. Enjoy something. See you guys. All right. See ya. Later. I just want to say one thing to Diablo fans. Right now, there is an indie game developer out there making a dungeon crawler. So you better buy that shit when it comes out. <laughs> like, because uh, that's probably all you're getting for a while. Just just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just, you know. Even after all this, I still want to go play Diablo 3. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. 
If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashedButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashedButtons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.